you can work on your craft all day, but if nobody knows you and you're not making those connections, it's really pointless. There's directors out there who want to work, there's actors out there who want to work, there's writers out there who want to work. There's no reason why we all can't collaborate. People think that they're actually working, but they're not. Actors don't understand the resources that they have in front of them right now. So Mike Farrell, so happy to have you on the podcast. I just wanted to start with a question about acting and how do you get more gigs and more work as an actor so you can grow your career? Number one, it's a really, really tough, it's a saturated industry. It's completely saturated. It's a really bittersweet kind of thing because nobody wants to work with you unless you have a credit and you can't get a credit unless you work. So it's a really, it's so hard to get started. You know, I've gone through the whole thing of you know, emailing agents, emailing casting directors, and in the end of the day, nobody gives a shit about you, right? You know, you can be pretty, you can be everything and all of that, but in the end of the day, I don't think anybody gives a shit about you. And I really feel like I've what I've learned so far is by sticking in the game and keeping some skin in the game, the way that the industry's gone is if you're really passionate about this and you really want to succeed, you're going to find yourself end up making shifts, making changes, and you're going to end up creating your own material, and that's where it has to be. I think that you have to love it so much. You kind of separate yourself from the industry. Does that make sense? And you go, well, you, I'm just going to be over here, and I'm going to do this, right? Once you separate yourself from, I've got to get this, I've got to get in the room, and you're just doing what you're really passionate about, it's amazing how how doors, well, not so much doors, but the connections you make along the way. The people that I've met along the way, just by doing that, you're filling up your contact, your contact list, right? And I found that to be the most valuable thing by having met these people and just, just, just being a nice person person i don't know if i should say this this just popped into my head there's a there's a audition that's coming up uh, there's a movie that's coming up i won't say the director but he does a movie every couple of years and he's a very he's a very artistic director i just happened to be having a conversation with a casting director and she said to me you'd be perfect for a role such and such role in this movie and i went I didn't even know he was doing a movie. She goes, yeah, I want to get you in the room, but I'm not getting you in for about a month. I'm going to get people in about a month's time. And then she told me who the lead actor was on the movie. And I had just happened to do a movie with that lead actor. And he sent me the script. So I had the audition material before anybody else to start getting the work in. And that would have never have happened if I, like on that movie set that I just did, I made it my, I made it my goal to just talk to everybody like I wanted to talk to the cinematographer understand his craft I wanted to talk to the lighting guys and just be you know a part of a kind of an ensemble and like because I love it that much I mean I, I really want to know when the director says cut and you can go home or whatever I wanted to stick around and see what the first AD did and the lighting guy did <coughs> and I'll never forget <clears throat> the lead actors had their own green room and us supporting actors had our own room. And I thought to myself, you know what? Like, f fuck that. Like, I feel like I'm a lead actor. And I want to go in there and, and, and talk to those guys, you know? And when I went in there, they were just like, you know, so inviting. Come in here. And I ended up being in there all the time. And we exchanged numbers. And by, my, by, my, by myself doing that, 
and then saying, look, I want to go in there and talk to them and be with them. That's how I made that connection. And when now this audition piece has come up, he sent me the script. And and that's that's uncomfortable for me, uh, Axel. Like it really is. Like it's something I've had to work on, put myself out there and network and put the effort into that. I know there's a lot in there. There's a few different things, but you can be, you can work on your craft all day, but if nobody knows you and you're not making those connections, um, I really think it's just, it's really pointless, you know? Like the whole thing about getting picked up, you know, in a cafe or, you know, some casting director is going to see you is a load of bullshit. Like it takes a lot of work and it, and it takes, it really takes years, what I'm learning, it takes years to, to really, just to really get a name for yourself. I think there's there's something attractive about wanting to work with someone, you know, who's just willing to put in the work and you know that they're going to show up and they're going to put in the work and effort and and build that reputation around yourself. But yeah, going back to what I said at the beginning, I really feel like you've got to start creating. If that's what you want to do with your life, um and this is the industry you want to be in, there's nothing stopping you now because, number one, there's directors out there who want to work, there's actors out there who want to work, there's writers out there who want to work. There's no there's no reason why we all can't collaborate and YouTube is giving us our own free TV channel to put our stuff on, you know? Like, it's a free channel that, that you wouldn't have had 20 years ago when actors were trying to come up. So I really feel like if that's what you want to do, there's nothing stopping you. I've seen movies that have won awards that were made with their iPhone. You know, it's not about, it's not about the software. It's about, it's, it's really about like you putting in the work. And I think when you put in the work that people just come after you in a way you know because they see you putting in the work and as much as it is an artistic form there's a business side to it and the business people when they see you doing stuff and they see you constantly working and creating they see dollar signs you know and they want you the anxiety kind of leaves you in a way when you when you when you do that because now you're not sitting behind the laptop waiting for an email or a phone call or sending an email. And once you just keep creating, your, your, your brain goes off in a completely different way and you, you just, you feel like you're in the game. You feel like you're a part of it. You know, you gotta feel like it, a part of it, you know, and not, not like you're trying to get into it. I really love that part that you were talking about being intentional, like when you're there to make sure that you're talking to everyone and that you're making relationships and friendships with everyone. I think that is so important and it has been my experience also from the crew side of things. I remember when I was first starting out, I would try to memorize everyone's names and try to find a way during the day that I could make conversation with everyone. Eventually, you're right, people start seeing you like showing up and, and they notice what you're doing and nothing goes unnoticed. I really like what you said of going a little bit out of your comfort zone and pushing and sometimes being in the place that you're not supposed to be. I'm a very big proponent of that, but I love that you went and started talking to these other actors. So tell me about how was that relationship? Because I'm pretty sure that a lot of actors sometimes might be afraid to like go up to talk to a bigger actor. So, you know, they have people that come to talk to them all the time and they don't want to talk to you if they don't really like you. So it, I'm pretty sure that it's a really tricky situation. So can you talk a little bit about that? 
the interesting part about that was this was a well-established actor and he was a lead actor. He's an Irish established actor, a lead actor, and he's done a lot of, um, I suppose he's been in the game nearly 20 years, you know, he's done a lot. And the interesting part that I found was by going and talking to him, it actually ended up that I had a lot to offer him in a way because he was very interested in in the method acting and because he had started as a kid he had been one of those lucky lucky ones who had jumped into it and never had any formal training and now he was kind of in his 40s he was diving into some training because he was like I want to get to the next level what's interesting is I wanted to be where he is and he wanted to be where the Hollywood actors are, right? So he wanted to get to the next level, I wanted to get to his level. So he was very much interested in what I had to offer and he wanted to know all about the, the method side of the acting because I worked, I went through Meisner School and I'm still working currently with Eric Morris who's in Los Angeles. You know, he's, he's, 90, he's 90 or 91 now and he's worked a lot of actors over the years yeah it was great that I had something to offer him and my process of method acting and then relaxation because I'm big on relaxation before going on to set so he wanted to know all about that and then it actually turns out that we were interested in the same philosophy because he went back to school to study philosophy and I was like oh my god I want to know about that so it wasn't so much lick ass in a way. It actually ended up being going, we've got a lot of similarities and we could offer each other a lot and we were willing to do that. And then I think once somebody sees that you're genuine, like really genuine, it's so much more interesting. And you know what the funny thing is? I was talking to a friend the other day about this. We're on set and we're acting a lot and, all, and you know, there's big personalities. When you get together, it's the last thing you talk about. You're talking about the world, you're talking about life, you're talking about what's going on in the world. And I think you just, you get to see the person, you get to connect with them. And I love this, the quote by Steve Jobs is that, you know, the world is made up by people who are no greater than you. And I could see that I'm as just as good as actor as him. He's just put in more miles. He's put in more, he's been in it more time, you know. It's achievable. You know what I mean? I really feel like you need to be around these people to see it as well. Something very scary for me. I went to the theater a couple of months ago with director Jim Sheridan. He brought me. Aidan Gillen was there from Game of Thrones. And uh, he's done lots of stuff. You know, he was in Bohemian Rhapsody. And so we went for a drink after. And I'm sitting there going, this guy is on like, he's up here, right? He's superstar level. Like he's in the... He's supporting actor for all the main leads in the world. And Jim Sheridan, who's done four movies, five movies with Daniel Day-Lewis. And I'm thinking, they're just fucking normal people. And we're just sitting here having a glass of wine and we're just talking. And you know what? You know what's really interesting, Axel? And I, I couldn't believe it, is that I'm sitting there thinking, what's next? And so were they. So were they. I remember Aiden saying to Jim going, I've got, I've, I've got two months coming up in Europe and I don't know what's after that. And I'm going, fuck, we're exactly the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like everybody's thinking, what's next? What's next? And I think, you know, for me, I always thought that once I get to that level, everything's, f it, it's, it's, you know, I'm sorted. And it's not. It's you've got to keep going, keep grinding, keep keep on moving yeah and it's the big cliche but it's you have to enjoy that climb of like going after what you want 
because that is it. Today I was talking with a, a friend of mine, Reginald. Uh, he's an actor, he was on set today, and he was like the first day on set for this feature that he's doing. And we were just talking like 20 minutes ago, and he's like, yeah, things were changing, and this happened, and this happened, and I'm like, bro, that's it. That is being on set, that is working on films. Like, it doesn't matter how big you get, it's going to be like that, it's going to be that uncertainty and everyone is trying to figure out what to do for the next scene and, and trying to get the best movie that they can you know uh, but I really love that you're seeing those things because I had kind of a similar experience when I've been working on big TV shows and big feature films as an assistant and I'm there in the room seeing how all of these people that have like 25 30 years ahead of me in their careers and I can see that they have just done it so many times that they they have gained mass but they are not way more special than I am or have super brain that I don't have or anything like that it's just they have more time doing it more connections and they know what they're doing because they have been doing it for so long now for you you were thinking about what's next and uh, you and I have talked a little bit about the things that you're trying to do outside of just acting and you're trying to produce you're trying to direct and working on scripts collaborating with other people tell me a little bit about that and what advice you would have for actors who are thinking about stepping in into directing or producing their own uh, shorter projects. When COVID hit, everybody was, um, you know, locked away in their little houses and their little rooms. And I found myself, I can't even explain it to you, Axel. I found myself sitting down and writing, not knowing what I was writing or what I was doing or why I was doing it. I didn't know why I was doing it. But I couldn't stop myself from doing it. And I thought, this is crazy. Like, I'm here spending hours every morning. I'm getting up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., and I'm sitting here for three, four hours writing. And it's not what I wanted to do or thought I wanted to do. And I've never stopped, Axel. I've been doing it for nearly three years, 4 a.m. every morning for three hours. And I've gotten better and better and better. And my material started to stack up and still to this day I keep going this is nuts because shouldn't I be spending my time on focusing on acting and I kept saying to myself you know something's going to stem from this and it did and I've been so fortunate and lucky that I, I've been working now with Jim Sheridan Irish director and one day he asked me to send him some material that I've written so I was sent him this pilot I sent him a play and he, he got back to me and he said or he rang me and I'll never forget the phone conversation he said I read your writing and it's not perfect but when I was your age I could not write like that you keep writing and when you get to my age you're going to be fucking brilliant he said I'm only saying that because me and he said Neil Jordan another Irish director when we used to write together we couldn't even write what you what you're writing and I I knew that the writing was good Jim's been helping me and out of that Jim has seen that I've actually wor worked a lot on structure and trying to get the, the screenplays correct and working with a three act all of that kind of stuff anyway out of that now I work for Jim so all of the scripts he gets sent I read them I do coverage I report to him on why I think this is good why we're passing on these and it took me a while to realize that he was testing me not only was he testing me he was beginning to plant the seed in me to become a writer director because that was the first step 
of me understanding a screenplay and why it works and why it doesn't work. It's kind of like the Karate Kid in a way, you know, the wax on, wax off. Because I, I was like, I want to direct. I, I thought, like, let's go on set. And he's like, no, 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 no. This is where you start. And if you, and then we can progress. Obviously, the anxiety of waiting for work to come. And I had this little, this little short, it's about 20 minutes. And there's an Irish, I spoke to this Irish actor on my podcast. He's, I've been trying to get him on for a while. I haven't released it yet because I haven't been doing the podcast for a while, but I still have it. And, uh, He's done a lot and I really wanted to get him on and he's a great guy. He's an advocate for homelessness and all of that. But he plays a lot of the tough guy, a lot of action. And I had this uh, little short story that was about, it was, the story was around bullying, anti-bullying, getting that message out there. And, and I sent it to him and he came back to me and he was like, I love that. Which ended up him jumping on board and then Jim having a look at it and... Jim has helped me get some funding for it and it just that thing is just now starting to take legs and take off and we're going to shoot it and I really think that you've got to trust if you're doing something and you really love it and you don't know how to make money from it I, I just think you should keep doing it because I was I always thought that this is crazy like maybe I should be spending because we just had a baby as well and I was thinking maybe I should be spending time with my baby like why am I doing this I'm never going to make money from this I know I'm not that good but by spending all those every morning for those last couple of years, I got better and better and better. And it looks like it is going to make me money. And that was never the intention, you know, it was never the intention. I think the real thing that came from that was by me stepping away from, as I said at the beginning, stepping away from the industry and going, okay, you guys do your thing here. I'm going to go over and make this thing. And by me making this thing, it's attracted some people because John is jumping on as the lead actor that really helped with money there's another actor who's absolutely brilliant he's um, an Irish actor Dara Devaney I sent it to him I didn't know if he was going to do it because he's not really the short movie kind of guy he does features and he loved it he jumped on so a lot of people jumped on board which was able to give me something to present for funding to go look these guys are on board I know Jim's name is attached, so that helps. But I think that you've got to trust all those little dots you connect on your way up. As you said, Axel, you know, moving up and climbing that ladder, like you really, you've got to trust in the process. I mean, when you look back, it's really crazy because you go, that's not how I envisioned me being successful. But that's how it happened. And it took a lot of work and it took a lot of, it took a lot of time. It took a lot of time took years that is awesome and I, I love that and i love the fact that you were writing something that was coming to you and you couldn't stop it and you were not trying to force a story or force to write something just for you to act in it and i think that's the advice that i would give actors who are trying to move into producing or directing if you're just trying to push something for you to be in it it's not going to work. You have to invest your time in something that actually speaks to you. You know, like a story that somehow you have this story in you and you really want to tell it, not just to act in it. And I really like that you spend so much time and that you stayed working at it 
because it's really hard sometimes you try to write a script and even when you try to direct something i, I remember my the first things that i directed you are not going to be good but in your heart you have this desire you know like you want to be a freaking amazing director or writer and you almost feel like those pe those movies that you watch they're so magical that you feel that there is this special thing that you must have that those people must have to be able to produce a piece of film like that so when you make your first one you feel like crap because it sucks but if you keep at it you're going to realize that you're going to get better so how has the process of writing helped you as an actor to be better at the acting craft there's a story that eric morris our acting teacher tells he's told quite a few times he's big into art and there's an artist that he really likes really really well-established artist who paints eric was fortunate fortunate enough to go to his painting studio where he paints and eric walked in the room and eric was expecting to see all of these beautiful paintings that no, hasn't been released yet you know hanging on the wall and and eric walked in and he said i'll never forget it it was empty there was a table where he painted and there was some drawers and cabinets and eric was like <laughs> this is not what I was expecting like where so he said to the artist where's your paintings he said I rolled them up and I put them in the drawer and Eric was like why they're, they're, they're beautiful wouldn't you want to look at them he said if I look at them every day I will see all of the things that are wrong with it and want to fix it and I'll never paint another picture again and that hit me because I was like if you do a screenplay right it's your first one put it in a drawer and move on to the next one because it's probably not that good do not spend a year or two years perfecting it because you can fall into the trap. And I had to learn that because my first play was okay, but it was terrible. And I was like, I, I can fix it. I can fix it. And someone said, move on, put it away. If you really want to do this, move on. So I, f I think that's great advice. And it's, and it's really from working with Jim, looking at the screenplays now and going like, you know, you got to break somebody's heart and go like, it's not that good, but I would encourage you to get rid of it and start again with a new one. Don't rewrite it. Like if, okay, if it's not that bad, maybe rewrite it. But if it's your first one, put it away. So that's my first bit of advice. Uh, the second thing would be everything that I've wrote, uh, Axel, there's no part in it for me. I'm not the right actor. I'm not the, the right look. I'm not the right age. That's what really helped me. Because going to auditions, we go, I'm right for this. I want that. Why didn't I get that? Everything I've written, there's no part in it for me. And I'm honest about that. Even working with Jim Sheridan now, the reason I came home was to work on Lockerbie. It's a new TV series for the BBC. And he sent it to me and he said, what part do you want to audition for? Because obviously we have that relationship now. And I read it and I go, there's no part in it for me, Jim. Like, I have to be honest, there's no part in that for me. So that it really makes me feel better, right? Because when I go to audition and I didn't get it, it's go, it wasn't right for me. That's the number one lesson that I really think has been so beneficial for my mental health. Then the second thing is really understanding story. You know, if the dialogue is great, stay on the dialogue, don't improvise and all of that kind of stuff around the, the technical side of it and what the director really wants. I, it's really changed the game for me. It's really it's really opened up a lot of stuff for me. Yeah, I think that part when you say that it's just not for you, 
that is hard man like understanding that i think that is so amazing to have that as an actor so it doesn't affect your emotions and it doesn't affect your uh, self-esteem and your self-worth it's brutal trying to be an actor and feeling rejection all the time and feeling like it's because you didn't do a good job with the audition and there's so many things that have to line up for someone to get cast in a role it's like sometimes it's just like the shape of your eyebrows don't really match what the people had in in their mind or it's like the way your voice sounds is like one note too high or whatever you know learning that it's not about you personally i think that would change drastically the way that you approach the work because it's gonna liberate people to try more things even if they don't get it it's okay and they're not going to feel like their self-esteem like affected with that I think for me as a director, almost every project that I go in, I try to make it my own. I, I don't think I have the same, running the same risk of trying to do something that doesn't really fit me. But it also happens, like when you try to direct something that you don't really understand, that's something that I probably need to learn a little bit more because I, I tend to say yes to almost everything and I try to do more because I'm trying to first practice more i love to be busy and, and doing things all the time being here in la that there's so so many projects happening all the time this last year that i've been working at, at uh, impact theory has been really difficult to say no to all the other projects outside of the studio that come up to me i remember when we first had our, our first call a lot of the conversation was about you know being in LA or being in Australia or being in Ireland or being in Europe or another place. Tell me a little bit about that and how has it been your experience now that, that you're in a different place in your career and what do you recommend actors who don't live in the US and cannot easily come to LA what do you recommend they do to build that network of people around them? And I'll be honest with you, I couldn't catch a cold. Like, as they say, I couldn't get arrested. And a lot of it came from me being... I, I really thought that I, I would bring a uniqueness there because there's not many Irish actors in Sydney or in Australia. So I was bringing that uniqueness that I could put myself into that niche of being the Irish actor if I needed to get you know they need they wanted to go that way because of diversity the only thing that separated me is as i said in the beginning is i stuck in the game i was really i'm i can get really stubborn in a good way right i can get really obsessed in a good way and i listen a lot to grant cardone who says like it's okay for you to have an addictive personality as long as it's used in the correct places so i get very addictive addicted to the work and to staying in it and I'm going to show you you know the last couple of years before we left and before I left Australia we created because there was a group of us there was loads of us like if you're in the community you see that everybody's got the same problem a lot of the US stuff is already cast before it comes to Australia and they fill in the the, the gaps with the local talent so it's really difficult you know all stubborn we wanted to stay in the game and we created our own group theater and the aim of the group theater was that we're just going to keep working on ourselves and keep working on great material. So we did that the last couple of years um, on all the great playwrights. Every week we were in the we had our own studio, but we were meeting up as a group and rehearsing nearly every day, and work constantly working, working, working. That 
helped me stay in the game and it helped me because you're part of a community but you know i really feel like you it goes back to creating your own stuff like that was us creating our own stuff we were really sick of paying four hundred dollars for you know your three-day intensive or your master class and really feel like we weren't getting the benefit out of it that we were taught by actors who were not working so we ended up doing our own group and we ended up getting masters to come in like people who are in the industry for 80 years who are theater directors and work with us and it started to get a lot of attention from the industry because there was a lot going on social media and they were like looking at this and going this is very interesting this group is constantly working and doing scenes and doing bits of plays by themselves and just putting it out there as we said at the beginning, I feel like that actors don't understand the resources that they have in front of them right now. You have your own TV channel. You can set up a YouTube channel. You can put all your stuff up there. There's nothing stopping people from creating. And me, us included, like we, we needed to remind ourselves of that daily and I think it's very important to be a part of a group that you know you have each other's backs and you you remind each other why you're in it why you're doing it because there's going to be days that someone wants to quit and someone's down and you know you pick them back up and get them back on the horse you know like it is really tough so many people quit who thought that they were going to get into this thing and become a movie star and I really feel like that gets if you're if you're truly passionate about it that gets beaten out of you and the true survivors last because they're the people that love it and want to do it and will do it for the rest of their lives you know there's no easy way to i don't think there's any easy way to success only putting in the hours and putting in the work and grinding um but doing it in a healthy way i started to get really unhealthy about it where i was kind of very obsessed where i had to take a back step we would go out with my partner for with friends and I would be like really anxious that I got to get back and do something like it's very hard for me to let it go because I'm always like if if I'm not at home working or doing something somebody else is so I think you, you got to find a balance of healthiness as well but yeah I mean a lot of people a, here's another thing a lot of actors or a lot of filmmakers or people think that they're actually working but they're not like what you're doing is not really productive, it's counterproductive. If you really nutted it down to and ask them what they're really doing, it's kind of like, it's, it's not really. So it's like really using your time and, and, and making sure your hours that you're putting in are actually, you know, the productive hours. You know, you know, just saying that actually, I've worked, like I know a lot of actors and the one thing that really motivated me and kept me going was, I loved that they were lazy. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to be so much more ahead of you. Because actors are really lazy. They're so lazy. And everybody used to say to me within, uh, like when, when I was in Australia, they would always say, like, why are you getting up at 4 a.m.? And then I would just say to myself in the back of my head, because you don't. You know what I mean? Because you don't. I think the only easy way is to learn to enjoy the hard way. 
And if you're able to do that, then it becomes easy if you're enjoying it. So Mike, thank you so much, man, for coming on the podcast. I, I really appreciate you sharing your story. And I, I'm really so proud and so happy for you and everything that you have going on. And you guys, thank you for watching. If you haven't, please subscribe and make sure you share the video and send it to all your friends. And I'll see you guys in another episode.